0: you're listening to the mind body musings podcast the show where you can learn the most intricate details about the body the mind and how lifestyle choices link the two to create individual health for every shape and size i'm fitness and nutrition expert maddie moon here to enlighten you on how to live your life in a way that promotes satiation thrivation and self-appreciation hope you enjoy the show Hey, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm chatting today with a strong female who's been making moves in the paleo industry both online and at school. Being a full-time college student is challenging enough, but Monica Bravo has been managing to outdo herself by keeping up with both her work at LSU and her blog, Bravo for Paleo. She's been on a mission to show other students that eating healthy and taking care of yourself at school is more than just possible, but it's also fun. She recently started a new project called Bravo for Vive, which is a paleo-friendly concession stand at LSU. This girl is full of entrepreneurial spirit, and I can't wait to chat with her today. So welcome to the show, Monica. Hello,
1: Madeline. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Of course. You know, I recently heard about a student starting a paleo concession stand. And I had, (laughs) like, I kept seeing all these headlines on the internet. And like, people were talking about it all the way over here in Colorado. And I had no idea it was you until I was like putting together these questions and I was like, what am I going to ask her? Let's, let's oh, dive wow. deep. Under- I know. And I didn't even know it was you. And now I feel so silly and I'm shocked. Oh, and I'm no. so, so proud of you. That's amazing. Thanks.
1: Thanks. I mean, I'm happy to hear it's made its way all the way to Colorado. That's awesome. So um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been really exciting. Um, like you said, I mean, I started my internet presence at a year ago, and then, um, this year I was like, okay, it's time to do something in my community and really get hands on and be able to meet people, and, um, so, yeah, we started the concession stand, and that was, that's been very awesome, I love it.
0: What, what goes on, like, behind the scenes in creating something like that, like, was it a process that took, have you been working on this for a year or just months? No, no, actually, it came about,
1: um, literally two weeks before the school year started at LSU. And so like, if you know anything about LSU, then you know that game day and tailgating is just a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Like we really like our people go to LSU just to be able to go to football games and party and tailgate. And they just love that. So, um, it was a couple weeks before, before, um, This season started before school started, and we had a home game, I think, a week after school started. And and so I was just sitting there eating a paleo wrap with chicken – salad, which is one of my recipes on my blog. And I was like, I really, really want to sell these or not even sell them. At first I was like, I just want to bring them to a tailgate and I want people to eat these on game day. And, um, and then, you know, it just kind of went from there (laughs) really. And I, I, so I just went to my counselor and I talked to them and they said, okay, well, that's kind of a joke because this is LSU. They were like, this is LSU. This is one of the biggest schools for tailgating concessions. Like they're number one for concessions in the nation. And they were like, we, you know, if you, if you want to do that, then, um, good luck, but I I don't think it's going to happen. So I just kept calling and calling different people until I could find someone who would just you know, let me talk to him, tell them what I wanted to do. And so um, once I got the interview to talk to concessions, I was like, okay, I need to partner with a restaurant who can do production and who understands paleo and healthy food. So luckily, it's, it was just this weird, like, you know, I say it's a God thing. I'm religious, but you know, oh, <laughs> so me <too>. I, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, it's a God thing that he just like, you know, made this happen because this summer I just met um, the owners of a restaurant who did farm to table stuff. And so I contacted them and I said, let's partner together. And their restaurant downstairs is called Vive Foods, um, which is where Bravo for Vive comes in. Oh, it's Vive. So, so I said, it yeah, wrong. it's not Bravo. Yeah, I'm for sorry. Yeah, I didn't want to correct you. Yeah, it has an accent, but I don't put that accent everywhere on um on the internet. It's kind of hard to like some sites don't use it and stuff. So some people say vibe, it's vibe. But um yeah, so I contacted them. They have a restaurant. They do a lot of paleo stuff already. Um and so we came together and made. Uh, joint little joint venture and then we were we were ready to do it in a few weeks so um, I couldn't have done it without the restaurant they knew all about the food and the catering and the production and I was just wanted to bring my idea to LSU so yeah
0: that's honestly incredible like that is Thank really you. it's really amazing <laughs> that you just had this idea in your head and you went forward with it and how quickly it came together. So what, yeah, what year are you in at LSU?
1: I'm a junior, technically. So, uh, or maybe I'm technically a senior, but I'm a junior. I've been there for three years. So, um, yeah, I'm a pre-med student, actually. So I have, like, a lot more school left.
0: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so... So yeah. what, what do you think is going to happen with it when you graduate? Is it going to continue, do you think?
1: Yeah, yeah. I want the concession stand to stay. Um, I'm hoping that we'll do it next season. Um, so that will be my senior year and I'll be able to work it. And then um, hopefully we'll hire some people to take it over for the years after that and um, and be able to get our, na- our brand really established there and people – to understand and know what we're doing, because it's just really hard to educate people on what you're doing in five minutes, you know. But when they come back every week, and even if the first week they come and they just order something and they don't know what paleo is or what that we got our food from local farmers or anything like that, they come back the next week and then they learn a little bit more, and then they learn more, and then they realize I have a blog and this is a restaurant and things like that. And so, um, so. Yeah, like hopefully we will be there next year and um and keep going um, through the next I don't know how many years, <laughs> hopefully a while.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm kind of assuming that Louisiana is probably not the most educated when it comes to like. People. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. I mean, we're. We're like top five unhealthiest states, oh, but wow. um, yeah, <laughs> something like that. So, it's not really a top priority for everyone, and that's another reason I wanted to do it is because um, it, you know, it is kind of an education thing for me and a promotional thing to be able to talk to people about what what's happening online. Like, this is a movement that's going on, so. You know, go check it out and and find out what this paleo thing is. It's not some fad. It's it's about eating real local food and you know um, feeling better. So
0: mm-hmm. And that's pretty yeah. cool. I, I actually went to the University of Arkansas in Fayetteville for two years. Oh, cool. Um, I went there and then I transferred over to UT in Austin, which is a very mm-hmm. health conscious place. But when I was at Um, Arkansas like I can totally relate I actually was a vegetarian at the time Mm -hmm. um, which is kind of the opposite of paleo but I mean there are some overlapping similarities Um, but it was quite a challenge because um, Fayetteville is like the home of Tyson chicken and Walmart (laughs) and it's it's amazing amazing town I loved Fayetteville but It was really hard to just eat vegetarian like the way I did or even because I thought I was being super healthy, which I necessarily, you know, wasn't. But um, it was definitely a challenge trying to get people to understand why I was doing it and what I was doing and why I wasn't eating fried chicken, Tyson Mm -mm. fried chicken every single night and Chick-fil-A. It's hard. It's really hard. so good for you for being the one voice out there.
1: Yeah, I mean, food is definitely a cultural thing for all of us. So, um, and and I love Louisiana. Like you said, I mean, we have like New Orleans is probably the best food in the country. I mean, people come take t- trips to New Orleans just to try all the different restaurants. So, um, like, we we have an emphasis on food. We all love food. So that's why another reason I really wanted to pair with a a really good chef so that we could have food that everyone could enjoy, whether they're paleo or not, you know? And, um, and yeah, we have some, we actually do have a vegetarian option because there are some, there are quite a few vegetarians out there still. And, um, and so like they'll come and, and get the kale salad or, um, get some of our trail mix and stuff like that. So, I mean, I understand everyone has different beliefs and um like systems of how they eat so i just you know hope to be able to kind of cover all grounds with that so um but you know everyone can kind of understand the whole supporting local farmers thing you know mm-hmm. and that's that's just important to me is um is supporting those so we can change the food industry and um and really the food tastes better when you do that anyway and you don't have to worry about antibiotics and hormones and um, GMOs and all that. So, that's really important to me. And that's, and I've even, you know, it makes a big difference when you work with a restaurant that completely believes in that. And that I actually met the owners of the restaurant at the farmer's market. So, that was like really cool because they were doing a demo this summer and they just, they're opening the restaurant this summer. Um, And they were, the chef was doing a demo of um, chicken and something else. And so my dad went up to him and was questioning him about a bunch of different things. Does this have flour in it? Does this have, you know, fake oils? And just because he wanted to order some or get some or whatever. And um, the chef was like, are you trying to ask if, if this is paleo? Because it is, it is, you know? And so I was like, yeah, it is. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. So we ended up going eating at the restaurant. We became really good friends with them. And as soon as this opportunity opportunity came up, it was just so easy to um, have someone to rely on and someone that could really help me make it happen. So
0: Yeah, I'm sure. So let's rewind just a little bit and go Mm -hmm. back – well, a lot, actually. Yeah. Let's go all the way back to your background. (laughs) And why did you get started eating paleo in the first place?
1: Okay. So um, it's a long story. But basically, um, when I was about 16, my dad was diagnosed with heart disease. And um, my dad and I are really, really close. And um, and when this happened, it was just – kind of a traumatic event for our whole family because, um, he was the picture of health and, you know, like, I mean, growing up, it was, he was always doing triathlons. He was, he'd be coming in when I would be waking up for school, he'd be coming in and have already worked out for two hours, you know? And like, um, and that was just like how we knew him. He was so healthy. And, Everyone in our whole town really thought that um, that he was the picture of health. So when we heard he had heart disease, it was just it was really hard for us. And um, and so we both we both um, started looking for answers. And we we came upon the book called um, Track Your Plaque, which is by um, the same doctor who who wrote Wheat Belly, that new um, bestseller book. And what he said in Tractor Plaque was he basically prescribed a paleo diet. And so um, we both just started digging into research and reading a bunch of different you know resources, whatever books we could get our hands on. And you know, a lot of diet books have overlapping you know, um, frameworks to them. And what we found really was that paleo was just, seem like the answer and eliminating the grains and the processed foods and the sugars um, really would like help with his inflammation. So so he ended up going 100% paleo pretty soon after and lost a bunch of weight and um, was feeling a lot better. And, um, so I just kind of adopted it at the same time because I mean, what I figured out is the more I learn about something, the more, the more convinced I am of something, the more I'm going to stick to it and want to do it. So, um, once I kept reading and reading why I should be eating this way and why I should change my relationship with food and, you know, how I looked at my body and, and to treat it healthy and treat it right, then. It only just made sense to change my diet too. So um that was it probably took a year, about a year for me to really transition. And so I started learning about it when I was 16. But once I got to college two years ago is when I really made the change and and um had to learn how to cook for myself. And so I, I found a lot of health benefits from it just in my day-to-day life and I was I was just feeling so much better about myself and with my body and I had more energy and just different things. Everything just started making sense. So um, I just stuck to it. And then um, about a year ago, I was like, I'm going to just start blogging about this. I need to. Um, and I wanted to blog for a long time because I had a Tumblr, which if any of you know what Tumblr is, I don't know. I feel like it's like a hidden community of like people who kind of want to blog but like Mm -hmm. don't really want their full blog Mm -hmm. and they just like it was like before Pinterest so when Pinterest came out I was like okay Pinterest just copied off of Tumblr and stole their idea but Tumblr's way less organized but um anyway I I had a Tumblr for a few years and um so I I had like 2,000 followers on there or something like not a lot and um and so That's I was like,
0: a lot for Tumblr, though, I think. You think? You yeah, think? I think okay. so. I had, I had a Tumblr, too. And, I mean, granted, I wrote poetry all over it. Because <laughs> okay. I used to be really yeah. poetry. But I did not have that many followers on yeah. Tumblr.
1: Okay, well, maybe. I don't know if I was working it. I don't know. I think I, I followed a ton of people, too. So I was like, okay, I'm going to start a real vlog because I love this thing. I love Tumblr. And I feel like there's, like, this community out there that I want to tap into and find all these these girls, you know, like I found so many people on Tumblr that were just like me. And, um, I would just, I mean, I found like two or three that actually like would comment back and forth with and like I would read about their day and their food log and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, it really just like inspired me to start a blog and, um, or a real deal blog. So last summer I started one. I was working for um a full-time blogger who started her own company. Um it's called hers is com, which is really popular in the mom blogging world. She's she's pretty big and she like is actually from my hometown or not from my hometown. She lives in my hometown. And so I went and lived at home and worked for her all last summer and started a blog. And um and so um I started Bravafor dot com and I just started posting recipes and, you know, t- testimonials of other people that had found success with um with a real food paleo healthy diet. And um and then I started posting a little bit more about myself and just kind of getting followers that were coming back to my blog and um And, you know, I mean, there's sources like Pinterest where people come and go, but then there's other people who stay for good and you just start building a community of of really good followers. So, um, so then I started connecting a lot with other bloggers and, um, things like that and just getting my name out there and now it's pretty big. So, um, I really love blogging and it's, it's a huge passion of mine just to, um, be out there and be able to connect with other people. I love, um, meeting new people like you and, and just hearing your story and, um, things like that. So that's been really my goal lately as of lately is to help connect other bloggers together and just bring their stories together and bring their readers all to a different place and just help each other out and, um, and start this, this cool community. So, um, yeah, my blog is a lot of recipes, so most people come on there to see what to eat and how to learn how to cook something really easy cuz most of my recipes are pretty simple since I'm in college and I don't have that much time and that's what like I want to I want to help other girls and I mean guys too who need help finding recipes that are quick and easy. And, you know, you don't need much experience, much cooking experience to do most of my stuff. But um, it all tastes pretty good. So (laughs) that's, that's my thing, really.
0: I love it. I think that's awesome. I I know that and like, as crazy as technology is getting today and how distracting mm-hmm. it can be, it's also really awesome at the same time to be able to connect with people. Like, I'm over here in Colorado, you're in Louisiana, and like, yeah. we have similar stories and we can share them, and like, I know that feeling of starting relationships with people online that read your stuff and yeah, you know, they, they keep up with you and then you keep up with them and you, you like know what they had to eat that Wednesday or whatever. Yeah, It's yeah. it's really awesome. And it's a very, it's a very powerful thing and the stuff that can come from it, you know, the posts you can create and the podcast you can make, all that stuff is really powerful to people we don't even know about. Like there's someone probably in Alaska right now listening to this and like, I just think technology is such a beautiful thing, and blogging is part of that. Blogging is amazing. And um, I know you, you wrote a post one time, uh, I think it was recently, the like the top four tips to start a blog. Mm-hmm. Um, what Could you tell us what those top four ones are in case anyone's yeah. listening?
1: Yeah, it's actually, my post is like um, steps. So it was really just kind of like a how-to and like appointing you where to go to start a blog. So, I mean, I could talk about blogging forever. But um, I love talking about it and I love technology like way too much. But um, but my three steps were basically to really think about your name and your brand and um, brainstorm for a while. So that, I think that was step one. I, if I, I could probably go back and look. But yeah, step one was like, just think about it. So, you know, think for maybe you've known for a long time. Like I had known for a couple years that I wanted to do a a recipe blog. Um, really, at first though, I thought it was going to be more of like, uh, "Here's what I eat. Here's what I do." Like that kind of blog. And then um, I like soon realized I needed to be like really giving back to the people that want to read stuff. So um, like, give them recipes, give them resources. And then like along the way, if you want to know what I'm eating or what I'm doing, then I'll tell you, you know, or I'll, I'll post it on Instagram and stuff like that. But, um, so yeah, number one step is really find um, your passion and make sure that like whatever you want to blog about is something that you can talk about all the time. Because if it's just like, okay, I'm going to start a fashion blog because sometimes I wear cute outfits, then that's not going to work for you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, sometimes like when I went to a blogging conference this this past weekend, uh, actually went to one two weekends ago, I think. Um I was, like, wearing some super cute outfit that one of my fashion friends picked out. And so, like, a ton of people were like, oh, are, are you a fashion blogger? And I was like, are you kidding me? No. <laughs> like, I literally couldn't even write one post about fashion, I don't think. But I can talk about food for 20 hours, you know? So, um so find what you really love and then decide that you want to write about that. And how is that going to help you? How is that going to help your readers? Is it going to be, you know, it, do you want your blog to just be like a diary? Because you can, you know, whatever you want it to be, it's it's your own thing. So, um, so that's the first step. Then the second step is really, um, or the step on my post is to, um, get a hosting site. So, like, I use Bluehost, and I have the links to that all on there. Um, and then, so you have to find buy your domain. So you have to. What that means is buying your website. So, um, if I were to try and buy, um, I don't know, like M- Madeline's website name. Um, What's yours? Mind Body Musing. Is that it?
0: Mm-hmm. Dot com
1: yeah com. if i were to go try and buy that right now it would say this is already taken or if she had bought it a while ago but never started a site it would say this is already taken you know try you can try and contact them try to get it from them but you know so that's the second step is buying your space on the internet and making sure it's available so whatever your website domain is and then the third step i had was um was customizing so once you get a Bluehost account and you set that up and get your domain then you can customize and that's the fun part so mm-hmm. um <laughs> yeah so you can you can buy a theme and i have links on my site on how where to do that and um and what i did because i think like I mean a ton of people are once you get all those three steps set up, then you're you're good to go. It's it's just like from there you can just start writing posts all the time and it's all about creating really good content and making sure people are actually finding your stuff in different places. So like on Pinterest or um or Facebook or Twitter, wherever you want people to find you. Um and search engines are a really good one. But yeah, I mean it's blogging is a really great thing because I mean so many the reason I love blogging and why I love going to the conferences is because most of the people there that I met and people that I meet through online who have a successful blog if their blog's successful it's usually because they're extremely passionate about what they do and so that's why I love blogging because I find so many people that have like such a great cause on whatever their cause is. And then they can talk about it for hours and I can learn from them. You know, we're all just trying to learn from each other. So that's the good part is we can, and we have the internet. We can follow who we want and who we don't want, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely. And I actually recently had a guest on the show. Um, I don't know if you had, have ever heard of the uh, blonde vegan. She was a blogger who, changed her diet from veganism to, um, just not eating veganism anymore, like, started eating meat again, and now her website's The Bounce Blonde, and it was a really big deal for her readers, like, people gave her a lot of grief, and they were, like, she got death threats, and... No way! Yeah, she got a lot, a lot of grief for it, but then there were some people who were very supportive... Um, and, you know, she made it very clear, like, you know, I have orthorexia and I'm really obsessed with having clean vegan foods. Like she would always go on juice cleanses and she really cared what people thought about her because she has like all these followers.
1: And like, I
0: was wondering what, what are your followers like? Like, I mean, you, she was the blonde vegan, so it had the title in her domain and like you're Bravo for paleo. Like if you were ever to change your diet, like, do you think you'd have people, get upset? Or do you think you're never, ever going to change your diet again?
1: No, I, I mean, I know that I probably will not change my diet. But um I mean, it's a personal decision. And also, mm-hmm. it's I mean, but you are putting yourself out there. So like, the fact that her name was the blonde vegan, she obviously had a lot of um, vegan breeders. But I mean, that's, Crazy and terrible, and that really upsets me that that happened. Um, but no, my my readers, um, a lot of my readers have are paleo for different reasons. But I would say a lot of them are paleo because of health reasons, and that's why like a lot of us get here is because they feel a certain way, and when they eat paleo, and that's why they're that way. Not because most of them aren't weight loss. Um, I think a lot of them have celiac or um, you know, things like that. Or it's just random people who really like the idea of eating healthy and they want to eat healthier meal by meal. And so they come to my site to find different recipes for the weekend or for whatever. So, um, I try to keep it, you know, pretty casual and not, you know, I I don't really like having, I I would, (laughs) if someone freaked out on me, like she, like her readers, I don't know what I would do. I just, I don't want those people on my site. You know, you kind of like create a site that you want, so an environment you want. And if people commented on my site with those kind of things, I would just delete them because that's not appropriate. And I don't want those people, you know, hanging out on my site. I mean, I get, yeah, I've gotten like only a few like grief. I, I mean, like, not hate emails, but, like, certain things that'll be like, wait, you're eating grass-fed hot dogs, or hot dogs oh. are disgusting, like, stuff like that, and I'm like, okay, grass-fed hot dogs are, are pretty healthy compared to, like, most of American food. I, I don't know what's wrong with them. Like, tell me. Please tell me, you know, <laughs> but, um <laughs> like, I'd love to know. I really, I would, but, um no, I think... I don't know. I mean, that's that's crazy that that happened to her. I, I'm still kind of in shock about that. That's, that's sad. But no, I think that everyone needs to make their own decision about their food based on, you know, what makes them feel best. So, like, when I first started paleo, I was eating for a while i was eating really low carb and then i added back in sweet potatoes and that like really made a difference for me and i i started feeling a lot better and i'm still like always trying to you know make sure everything's on track and like figure out what's best for my body and what what days do I feel the best energy am i doing this am i working out in the morning am i walking more am i you know am i eating too many carbs did i eat too much fruit like just trying to figure those things out so i mean i if my diet were to change, if I were to add back in, say like some healthier non, non paleo foods, like, you know, dairy technically isn't paleo. A lot of people in the paleo world eat dairy. So, you know, things like that, I would just be honest about it. And that's, good that she came out and said, this is how, you know, this is how I feel. And this is what I'm doing. And now I'm healthier. So, um, if I were to ever change my diet, then I would definitely be upfront about it and let everyone know Mm -hmm. what reasons why and and things like that. So
0: yeah, a funny story just came to my head. I remember when Mm -hmm. I had finished my second competition, um, I had you know, I was, like, starving, and I was, like, everyone, after you finish a show like that, a fitness show, you're, you are you know, so deprived, and naturally, you want to reward yourself, right? So, right. and I, I have Instagram, of course, so I'm, like, so tired, and I have a photo shoot the next day, so I can't really, like, indulge in a big burger and fries or anything, so I had an apple and a Pop-Tart. Um, I, I know a Pop-Tart isn't, like, super healthy, but after you're going, like, five months of eating nothing but the same foods, like, you wait for that moment that you can have something you've been waiting to have. And, like, right. for the five months, I had been waiting to have this Pop-Tart for, like, forever. <laughs> like, this one, not two, yeah. just one, and I really wanted it, and I finally got to have it. And then I had my apple, and I Instagrammed my apple and some almond butter and was like, Yay! Finally done with the show. Um, I'm eating an apple and some almond butter as a treat. But don't worry, I had a pop tart earlier to congratulate myself or whatever. And this girl like responded on it, and she was so mad at me. She was like, "What did she say?" Okay, she was like, "This is not healthy at all. Like, you're having a pop tart as a, I mean, uh, an apple as a treat. Seriously, you're having an apple. That's healthy." Um, ah, no. But then she was mad at me for having the pop tart. As a treat, too. So it didn't make oh any God. sense at all because it's like, okay, wait, I can't have an apple as a treat, but I'm also not allowed to have a Pop Tart as a treat. So, but, like, what yeah, am I allowed to have you- according to you? Like, what right. do you want me to be eating? Because obviously, this means so much to you. And it's just crazy because I had just had such a stressful day. Like, it should have been a good day. I was having a stressful day, though. Like, and that was the one thing I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to relax and eat something and then go to bed. And then, you know, she comes out of nowhere and she's angry at me. And this definitely isn't the first time. Like when you put yourself out there, you get stuff like this all the time. Like I know in the past few years, I've had to block a lot of people who have been cruel online because, you know, you can't see their face. So they feel like they have the right to be extremely cruel. And there were, I remember there was a time there was two guys or one girl and one guy on Twitter who I followed them and they tweeted me a lot. But then, um, they didn't like that I was eating, like, chicken and brown rice and, like, my other competition foods and, like, just those foods. I understand that's health unhealthy to, like, mm-hmm. eat just those same foods, but it was my first show and I was just following my coach. And they were, like, being cyber bullies. Like, they were being really oh rude, like, going back and forth about it, being like, this girl is an idiot. And then he would respond and be like, yeah, I wonder if she's, like, reading. She's so stupid. Like, she's going to die. And, like they were clearly talking about me. And I was just 20. So like, I mean, that's not that much younger than I am now. But I mean, a lot of life has happened since then. But to me, that was like the first time people had, uh, you know, put me in a certain standard and like, made this picture perfect world for me, and put me in it and like this little box and imagine this certain way. And then when I didn't live up to it, they just like tore me apart online and it's just like so weird. Like as amazing, amazing, amazing as blogging is people who read your stuff sometimes feel like they have the right to tell you what to do. And it shocks me.
1: Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like, I mean, I've, I'll just get random comments that are like, is that all you ate for lunch or something like that? <laughs> I'm like, no, actually, there was like a whole nother plate with the sweet potato and this and that. So I'm sorry. <laughs> like I'm sorry. That's the only thing I thought looked pretty, <laughs> like things like that. But no, I mean, it's yeah, it's just like you just can't let those people Get to you, I guess, because they're just unhappy people anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly.
0: And um, my next question for you then, enough about me and my sad stories. Um, oh, no. So you are pre-med, which is mm-hmm. amazing. Congrats. That must be super difficult. But I'm curious to know if, if you've heard about, like, the random claims lately about um, gluten sensitivity being a myth. And I'm sure, like, you're studying
1: yeah lots
0: about food or whatever. I don't know. But what are are your thoughts on this about gluten sensitivity being all made up?
1: Well, um, I don't think it's made up, number one. But um, actually, what you said about studying a lot about food is I I really am not studying a lot about food because um, as a pre-med student, I'm a biology major. I'm actually taking one nutrition class as an elective right now, but um, that's not required. And then um and it's it's a bunch of old stuff anyway it's like mm-hmm. i can't even tell you what they're teaching me yeah. it it's like would infuriate you but um and then when you go to med school you only take like maybe 1 hour of nutrition so you really don't learn much about nutrition but i do so much research on my own that um i kind of like know what's going on well i do know what's going on like in the in that, um, world and about the gluten sensitivity thing. I think, um, I mean, I'm not a doctor yet, but from what I understand and what I know, I just think that it, it's something that we can't ignore that all these people are, we're all going gluten free and feeling better for a reason. So like, it's not some, yeah. Maybe some people start it because they hear it's a fad diet, and then they might lose weight. And you know, gluten free is healthier, um, and they don't really know anything about it. Most of them don't even know what gluten is, but, um, but we are very affected by it, especially because the wheat that we eat today is just not the same as it used to be. Um, So I think that gluten sensitivity is a huge problem. I've read that it's between 30 and 50% of our population could be gluten sensitive. And um, like what that really, I mean, from what I've read and what I understand is that when you say someone's gluten sensitive, it doesn't mean I'm just a little bit sensitive to gluten. It means that, I'm sensitive to gluten in a way that it it manifests itself somehow in my body in a different way than a celiac person would. So celiac is um, gonna have like digestive issues when they take in gluten, and then someone who's gluten sensitive might have some other kind of issue going on when they take in gluten. So um, for myself, I. I don't, I'm not diagnosed celiac. I'm not diagnosed gluten sensitive. I don't know if they they don't really even have a diagnosis for that yet, but um, I feel better when I don't eat it. And that's all, that's all that matters. So that's why I like encourage so many people to just try removing it from their diet and see how they feel for themselves because it's really about you and knowing what works for you. So if you have any kind of health problems, then yeah, like I think, taking out gluten is a great idea, but, um, you know, I'm not a doctor yet, so I can't, don't listen to me, but you know, go, go do your own research and, and see what you think. But yeah, I think like people are just mad about this whole gluten idea. Like they're like some people who've been eating gluten their whole life and they're really healthy and, or they're apparently healthy and then all this gluten information's coming out and they're like, Well, you're wrong. Y'all are just making this all up. So it's just it's such a I don't know, it's such a touchy subject, but I definitely believe gluten is a huge issue in in our food.
0: Yeah, I think it really sucks how confusing the nutrition world is because like people Mm -hmm. in the mainstream who don't do any research on this, like they're just being bounced back and forth like a beach ball. Like, it's so yeah. entirely confusing. Like, we finally kind of got people on board with gluten. I mean, most people, yeah, you're right, don't even know what gluten is. Like, if you go on the street and ask people, what is gluten? No one's going to really know what it is. But we know that it's not the best thing. First of all, we should be educating people on what it is so they can make their own choices and not just listen to everybody else. But what I was saying is it really does suck that like we're – all kind of on board with okay this thing called gluten isn't really the best now all of a sudden they're saying it's made up and I mean like we're all in a not all of us but a lot of people a lot of Americans are in a very vulnerable space um vulnerable place already according to gluten because we don't really understand it so like being told that it's all made up how easy is it to immediately be like oh okay never mind then and then go ahead and start eating eating that way again
1: Exactly, yeah. And they want to hear, a lot of them want to hear that so that they can be like, oh, yeah, look at all these crazy people giving up gluten. But, I mean, there's also that whole, you know, craziness of bringing in just gluten-free garbage, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like just because just because your cereal is gluten-free does not mean it's healthy. It's probably made with corn and sugar and other stuff. So, you know, you have to be so careful. That's why, I mean, I just, I try and just eat foods that I know are real foods. I mean, if I don't, if if people don't know what gluten is then why are they eating it you know mm-hmm. if you don't know what something is then why are you eating it like if i don't know where it came from or what i'm about to put in my mouth and how many ingredients it has in it and those kind of things then i would be a little skeptical about how my body's going to handle that and what it's going to do to me you know
0: yeah yeah and like being a college student how do you afford to eat the way you eat, you know, without, I don't know, you don't have a full-time job, right?
1: No, I don't. But, um, right now I'm still, my parents still support me, like for most part. Um, I do have a job. I'm a tutor for a high school student. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so that helps somewhat. But yeah, um, I mean, honestly, I spend less on food than my friends do. And that's because like, A lot of college students are, I mean, just from the ones I know, I'm generalizing, but the college students that I know are kind of, like, really bad with money. And so, like, they just, like, they're hungry and they're going to buy something, like, And they want it to be good still. So they're going to go buy, like, whatever their favorite fast food is, even if it's, like, $9 versus, like, $2, you know? Like, they are still going to spend money on food because they're hungry and they want to be satisfied. And, you know, they're not going to starve to death just because of money. They all still buy food. Everyone still eats. And so, like, when I talk to my, like – I'll, I'll talk to people all the time about how much they spend on food in college and all of them spend more than me. So like, Crazy. just be Yeah, it's, it really is because like I take the time to prep my food in the beginning of the week. And, um, and like I, tr- I take my time to go on Tuesdays when they have sales, um, on chicken. And I take my time to like, you know, like find certain vegetables that are cheaper and things like that. And like, When it comes down to it, I always have a spend less on the food than my friends. So um, I think it's because like of the whole convenience movement and stuff. Like everyone really does buy a lot of fast food and take out food all the time. So even if they weren't eating paleo, like if I were to not eat paleo and I were just like trying to not spend a lot of money on food, I would probably like buy a bunch of beans and rice and potatoes and things like that like and cook. But no one's doing that. So, you know, they're, like, they're not at all. They're still spending a lot of money on food. So, like, I always tell them, like, how much it's actually going to save you money to take the time and cook um, and make your food ahead and and make time to cook at night and things like that. Because, like... My friends who don't have jobs, like they have time to cook. They're just spent they like to spend their time doing other things, which is which is fine. So then prep your food ahead on Sunday and then you'll have it ready all week and you won't be in a in any kind of bind where you have to eat something unhealthy, you know?
0: Yeah, it's all about priorities. And right. like from my experience, like I've only been out of school for about a year now. So like right. I'm a recently uh, recent graduate, technically, and right. when I told people about, you know, bulk cooking and eating paleo, that was their number one, like, response, is like, I can't, it's too expensive, and right. honestly, I feel like I'm spending even less now than I was when I was in school paying for paleo foods or whatever, because I right. learned, like, what, how much I can eat in a week so things don't go bad or I yeah. want the best places to shop like I actually do a lot of shopping at Trader Joe's yeah and it's really really cheap and it's really good quality I think and like I I don't tell everyone that they have to get you know, grass fed everything, or they can't have something. I think that's optimal, of course. But that's a lot of times someone's excuse is like, oh, I can't buy grass fed and everything. So I'm just going to continue to eat fast food. Well, I mean, like, that's a huge jump. Like you there, you can take baby steps. It's not all or nothing, like make an effort. You'll see that you're not spending quite as much money as you think you would be.
1: Right. I mean, yeah, make an effort. First, start by just cooking your own food because going out to eat is so expensive. Like, I mean, I enjoy, you know, a good dinner out with friends or family or whatever. That's like – that's – for the weekend or whatever if you can afford to do it that's fine but if your excuse is money then you shouldn't be going out to eat all the time
0: <laughs> right it's,
1: it's just never going to be cheaper like even if you go to fast food places you could make that at home for less money so
0: mm-hmm. and if you buy enough if you just go ahead and buy enough fresh vegetables and fruit then you're not going to want to go out to eat as much because you're going to want right. to eat the food that you just bought like that's yeah. my, my story at least like I can't I purposely buy a lot of Brussels and broccoli to make sure that I stay at home and I eat it because it goes bad so quickly.
1: Exactly. Cool.
0: Well, um, we're coming up on the hour here, so I've got two last questions for you. Um, First of all, I want to know where is Bravo for Paleo headed? Do you have any future plans?
1: Yeah, I do. So it's always really something new. I did not think this food tent, concession stand was going to happen. And so like that has been like a whole new venue, I guess, for Profit for Paleo. And, um, where I really see it is just building, like I was kind of saying in the beginning, it's just like building more of a community where, and a place with tons of resources for anyone to be able to come to and just learn, you know, make healthier food um, find other people that are doing what they want to do. So whether that be on the Facebook page or Instagram and just whatever. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I just, I'm want to be a doctor. I'm going to be a doctor. So, um, I'm going to be going to medical school and I want to help. I have a lot of girls that come to me who are also interested in biology or, um, you know, some kind of nutrition or pre-med. So make it a place where they, know that this is that's a choice for them they can do that and they can be a blogger too and they can help other people through eating real food and and things like that so where it really goes just it changes month by month but Mm -hmm. um just growing right now and um keep bringing new content i like to just think of new ideas all the time of things I want to make or things I want to tell people. So, um, whenever those come, just throw them out there and and make more content. So, um, I wish I had all the time in the world to do that, but it's it's really about me getting more organized on a schedule of how to handle school and the blog to be able to produce as much content as I can and you know connect with other people and things. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Yeah, and it's so it's so amazing that you're so young and still like in college and you got started on this early, like imagine what you're going to be doing when you're out of school and you have maybe some more time. I don't know. Being a doctor, I don't know if you're going to have much more time. No,
1: I I probably won't. But yeah, I mean, getting my MD and being a doctor is just another part of my, you know, I, I think it's important to be educated and, um, and then be able to kind of narrow it down and, and learn more about whatever my passion is at the time, whether it be nutrition related to gastro health, nutrition related to hormone health. Um, and that's really been, those two have been my big callings right now is learning about hormones and then gastro health because I think those are really, really related to food and so important for overall health. So um, that's probably where I'll, I'll end up. and. And maybe ten years down or 20 years from now I'll be writing a book about that but um, but for now it's it's recipes and it's sharing my life and things like that. and um, within the next year or two, um, there will be a cookbook coming out so that's, that's that's definitely awesome. like in the in the process and that's something I've been working on and thinking about for a while. so I really have that like outlined it's just like, you'll see it coming at some point. (laughs)
0: Good. Let me know so I can pre-order it. Of course.
1: (laughs) Of course. Awesome.
0: Okay. Well, my last thing to ask you is what's the one piece of advice you would give somebody looking to strengthen their mind body connection?
1: Oh, that's a hard one. Um, I should have thought about this one before. (laughs) Okay. So the one piece of advice, um, be self-aware and, um, Give yourself the time of day. So give your body the time of day and and um, don't, you know, it's important to take care of yourself. So many people just have so many other priorities and things going on that they don't want to take. The, they. I, I've seen people actually feel like they're selfish to take the time to... Do things for their own body and for their own health. So um, I think the more you give yourself some time to be better as a person and strengthen yourself as a person, um, the more that connection is going to, the mind and body connection is going to get stronger. So the more you focus on making your body better, your mind's going to get stronger and vice versa. So
0: great, great answer. I love that. All right. Well, Monica, thank you so, so much for coming onto the show today. This was an amazing talk and I am am looking forward to making some more of your recipes and keep up the amazing work. Thank you, Madeline. Thanks again for listening, friends. I'm Maddie Moon, and you have been enjoying the Mind Body Musings podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please be sure to rate and review it in the iTunes store as well as subscribe. Also, please remember I'm glad to continue the conversation on my website, mindbodymusings.com, where you can also sign up for my free ebook. How to Love Your Body Again, 10 Easy Steps to Stop Sacrificing and Start Living. I created this book to help everyone that struggles with body image, dieting, overtraining, and negative self-esteem to learn how to not only accept who you are, but love who you are. This is coming from an ex-fitness model and bikini competitor, so trust me, I know what it's like to have those struggles and to want to be rid of them. So please, if any of that sounds good, head on over to moonfitness.net and sign up. Thanks for listening.